0: transforming bodies a judgment-free zone where trish answers all your burning questions about aesthetics procedures find out what and who is the latest and greatest and gain clarity on what options are out there to leave you feeling good in your body
1: Hey listeners it's Trish Hammond here from the Transforming Bodies podcast and today I'm at the non-surgical symposium and I'm talking with James Vivian who's from Victoria and he's a dermal clinician so we're going to talk about first of all how he started what is a dermal clinician and a whole bunch of other stuff so welcome James.
0: Thank you so much great to be chatting to you today And to be at the Non-Surgical Symposium, which is so far so good. It's been a great day. I know. How exciting is it? Mm, It's really great. And as a dermal clinician, as you mentioned, it's so wonderful to be part of the... um, What am I part of? I'm part of the scientific committee and I'm sitting amongst um, a wonderful... Um, broad spectrum of different practitioners and it's the first time they've had a dermal clinician as part of the committee so it's a lovely inclusive event and I've got lots of my colleagues here and it's great to um, be part of part of the process.
1: It's so funny because I found out about dermal clinicians only like about a few years ago when I saw that there was a conference on by the ASCD mm-hmm. ASDC. Or- <laughs> ASDC. I know I know yeah. and um, and then I thought what is a dermal clinician and I met someone and whatever so Oh, I love it. And I was just talking to the president of ASAPS and we talked about the same thing, the fact that they can learn something from you and you like it's just so inclusive. So I love that too. Awesome. But tell us, first of all, you're doing a couple of talks here at the moment, but I'm going to ask you, how did you even get started doing what you do now? So tell me, so how did you get started in the industry, like what did you do before you did this and what made you become a dermal therapist? How would you start? So quite
0: by accident, I was a budding musician when I was much younger and uh, to supplement my income, I got a part-time job at ESOP as a sales consultant there. And my plans were originally to be a famous singer songwriter, but you know, best laid plans and being a creative is often really, really tough. So on my very first shift at ESOP, I got a facial by a woman called Maria Vovos and I got off the treatment bed and I said to her, how the hell do I make someone feel like you've just made me feel. It was, it was that incredible. And I'd had lots of facials before, but it was, what I say, a life-changing facial. And Maria said to me, well, you go, gotta go and study beauty therapy. And I was like, well, I'm gonna be a famous singer-songwriter, Maria. But that facial and the experience and how she'd made me feel stayed in the back of my mind. And after a few years of working for ESOP, my passion for skincare and customer service superseded my passion for music. I enrolled in beauty therapy and I guess the rest is history.
1: Oh, so you started off as a beauty therapist.
0: I did, I did. So when I was, um, when I went to study the Bachelor of Health Science in Dermal Therapies at Victoria University, you had to have had or undertaken a Diploma Beauty Therapy, it was a prerequisite. Oh. So it was an extension of um, beauty therapy. And people often ask me, you know, what is a dermal clinician? And I like to sort of refer back to what a beauty therapist is or, or sort of more so once was, where we were a bit of a Jack and or Jill of all trades. We did manicures, pedicures, massage, facials, waxing, um, and also customer service, whereas dermal clinicians have much more of a specific interest and passion and skill set in treating the skin. And as the name suggests, dermal clinician, we're focusing more, or not more, but we can do great things to that deeper levels of the skin.
1: Mm -hmm. So what is the difference between a dermal clinician and a dermal therapist?
0: Good question. So I'm a dermal clinician, which means that I have achieved more than an advanced diploma in dermal therapies uh, but also I am an active member of the Australian Society of Dermal Clinicians. So to be a dermal clinician you need to have the training but also the membership whereas a dermal therapist, if I'm honest, anyone can actually call themselves a dermal therapist. Um, It doesn't mean that they're any good at it but it certainly means that they're putting themselves out there as a skilled Skin practitioner, or someone that's focusing on the skin, but the official title of a dermal therapist is someone that, once again, has achieved more than an advanced diploma in a dermal therapy course, but isn't a member of the ASDC. Great.
1: Does that make sense? Yes. And you almost said CD, didn't you? I had to think
0: about (laughs) it. I had to think about it. It's It's catching. know
1: it is. So, tell me, can you like you spoke today with with some other people as Mm. well, and you were talking about. The 360-degree approach to skin. Now, I don't know what it is, but it sounds absolutely amazing and right up my alley because I'm all about the skin. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can be like a million kilos, but I'm all about how good my skin looks. And so so tell me, what is the 360-degree approach to skin? I can barely say it, let alone know what
0: it is. I get it. I get it. It is a bit of a mouthful. So... If I think about a 360-degree approach to skin management or, you know, caring for clients, it's kind of twofold. The main thing we touched on today was whilst a huge part of what we do as an industry or more specifically as a dermal clinician is that we administer treatments to our clients. We recommend home care. We care for our clients. But... To get a great result and to have a long-lasting relationship with a client, it's so much more. Uh, It's about the way we communicate with our clients before they've even arrived for their treatment, but most importantly, after they leave. Because as practitioners, we set in motion a chain of events when they're in the treatment room with us, and we've got no idea is that treatment working Mm -hmm. is our client okay are they happy so the way we communicate with the treatment oh sorry the way we communicate with the client after the treatment i often say is just as important if not more than the Mm -hmm. treatment itself we were talking today about the importance of um, photography when it comes to uh, ensuring that we're getting the right results we're moving in the right direction if you don't take photographs how do you know Um, the
1: patient, because the patient like we don't remember You know, you think, oh, you know, when I see the before and I was like, oh, wow, Mm -hmm. it did make a massive difference. We're all the same.
0: And our clients are looking at their skin each and every day. It can often be hard for them to see the improvements or lack thereof. Um, We also had a great talk about um, how... Even within a business, different practitioners are collaborating because as dermal clinicians and as a lot of practitioners in this industry, we cannot be everything to everybody. So ensuring that we're staying in our lane, we're becoming specialists at what we do and what we're passionate about. Um, And then the other, um, uh, when I think of 360, uh, approach to skincare too. It's about a holistic approach with a client. Once again, there's treatments, there's home care, but that just affects change on a very strict part of the skin and more so, or more specifically, the person. So more important than ever is the way we tap into what a client is actually looking for, what they need, what's their budget, what's their ability to commit to X amount of treatments. Um, Are they going to go home with a whole lot of products and not use them? So we don't just ask about what the client's concerns are with their skin. We need to find out what that client is actually looking for and how we can create long-standing relationships with them through communicating with their needs as a person, not just about
1: their skin. You know, and that is so important because, like, like me as a patient, because I have no qualifications in this industry, except, except that I'm a, a bit of a junky patient. Not really. I just want to look good for, for you know, you for as long as I can. Thank you. <laughs> it costs a lot, but it's worth it. <laughs> um, but I was going to ask you. So, as a patient, I think it's really important for someone to find someone that they want to align with, and actually, you can't just go here and have this and here and have that and here. And this, you actually got to speak to someone at the at the, not the you know, at the base level kind of thing. Not that I mean that you're at the base level, but someone I to actually start mean. from the beginning oh, yes. and kind of like you need to align yourself with that person and actually have the treatments that you need to get the best outcome from your skin.
0: I agree with you. I was, I was talking today about um, how a lot of our clients think of skincare or skincare treatments. It's like the gateway skin drug, right? Yeah. You know, that's where they start build a healthy canvas build an interest or a passion around looking after themselves and after their skin and then they can start to be like actually i think i want to focus a little bit more on a bit bit of volume or you know wrinkle reduction or um, tightening up some laxity but of course as a dermal clinician we always encourage our clients to start there what often happens is a client will come in with a very very long list of concerns Mm -hmm. and i will sort of pick the eyes out of the ones that i think are going to yield the most satisfactory and efficient result to begin with and so even just as an example this week you know i had a client and we're working on her perioral dermatitis um her post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation and congestion and she's on the bed and she's but she's saying to me but what about my eyes what about my eyes and i'm saying will get to your eyes at the moment. You've got so many different concerns and you're really hyper-focused on all of them. Let's just Start focus on a, f- a few, mm-hmm. and then you might find that you don't care so much about your eyes because mm-hmm. everything's looking and feeling so much better. You're really, really um, taking more control over your skin and how it's responding. And we often find that people are like, do you know what, I don't care about my eyes anymore because God,
1: my skin's looking really good. Yeah, yeah. that's so true because I just recently went and had um, some treatments. The- Oh, I just went recently went and had some treatments and I said to the doctor, I said, oh, I just can't stand all this crap that's going on around my, my jaw and, and, and I, I wouldn't. he goes, don't worry, it, it's a process. We're going to start by doing this and then down the track we're going to do this. So it was really good that I wasn't going to go there and just get everything fixed at once. It was a process and I think that's what people need to get used to when it comes to skin. You can't just go and have um, some skin treatment and then not look after your skin. You've got to actually main, have a level of maintenance, what you put in and what you put... What you put in your mouth and what you put on your skin as well has got a lot to do with, you know. You can't just go and have. I mean, you can if you want, but it's not going to have as much effect if you do do it like that.
0: Of course, um, the the work that a client often has to do at home can be just as important, if not more, than the treatments. Yeah. I mean, we're often sending clients home with no treatment in order for them to really prep their skin or be able to under be able to get the results they're looking for just with skincare alone, mm-hmm. particularly with things like perioral dermatitis and hypersensitivity, there is, and the, treatments are just going to make the situation worse. Um, and then you touched on before about, you know, going from here to there sometimes there's merit in it if you're seeing specialists that are focusing on different yeah. things, but mm-hmm. but but you want to find someone that, as you said, resonates with you. Mm-hmm. You want to go on that journey, um, but you need to be impressed with them each and every time because the thing I say is is that dermal therapies in a lot, a, a, a lot of this industry, it's not an exact science. Mm-hmm. What works on one skin, it doesn't work on another mm-hmm. and you don't know that until you give it a go. Yeah. So the trust that a client has to put Put, put, put in, put put in with us. It is quite extraordinary, but you have to use your intuition um, and your gut instinct to pick the right treatments. And if it hasn't gone to plan, then we always say it's it's about how you deal with it that is actually the most important thing.
1: That's so true. It's the after stuff that's really important. So true. And so, tell me, what's your favourite skin concern with th- th- that? Um that has the most dynamic um, outcome when you're treating it. Like, what what do you love treating? Because you know, someone it gives them a real wow factor.
0: It's a tricky question to answer, if I'm honest, because there's a lot. Well, it's yes, there's a lot, but you treat. The, the skin in front of you yeah. you treat the person in front of you mm-hmm. and they all they might all have a very similar skin condition mm-hmm. but they certainly can't all be treated in the same way you can move very quickly with some people and some people you have to move much slower mm-hmm. some people can invest a lot more and some people True. need to be much more conservative mm-hmm. so i have to provide a very diplomatic answer in that mm-hmm. respect but we a big focus for us and our clients is the glow Is that fresh, bright, hydrated, um, makeup free skin? So, a lot of people come to us for that. So, Mm -hmm. we put a big focus on being able to create a treatment that can do that. I'm proud to say, pretty quickly and pretty easily. Oh, it's our signature treatment. Okay. and and But within that, it's so personalised. So if yeah. you were coming for a signature treatment today, the signature treatment you have next month, if you were returning, be would be different because your skin will be different, your yeah. needs will be different. Um, so a big emphasis on that for our clients. A lot of our clients come to us because they don't want to go and have injectables. They don't want to go and have more invasive treatments. So we have to make sure that we've got treatments that really pack a punch in that mm-hmm. respect, but yeah. also at the same time, there's no point in us delivering that signature treatment if we if we know that that's not going to make that client happy yeah. in, at the end of the day. But just like I said before with skincare, you can start off with something like a signature treatment, yeah. and you can really see a pretty quick transformation in the skin.
1: So tell me, so what advice would you give? Oh, actually, first of all, what age? Because I know myself, and, and like I'm I'm fifty nine, and I've been wearing well, it was cleanser, toner, moisturiser all my life from the age of 12, right? Because I am just that person. Um, But how old should someone be before they start to kind of like look after their skin? Even if that's just cleansing or washing properly or using the right products, Mm -hmm. how old do you reckon?
0: Look, everyone's going to develop an interest or a passion for anything at a different time and more specifically to the skin um, when they're ready. You know, Mm -hmm. for me, my mum got me into it when I was much younger and then more so when I started working for ESOP it's really where my passion exploded yeah. but I often say to people people say things to me like oh you know I should have uh, I should have come here four years ago yeah. or you know I've been wanting to come for a long time and I'm here now and I say well you just weren't ready mm-hmm. and when people come to us and they're not ready they fall off the wagon, they yeah. don't return. So it's, you start when you're, you're ready, ready or when you need, yeah. okay? And, of course, prevention is so much better than cure. Yeah. So when you're talking about sort of age management and those sorts of things, the sooner you get onto it, the better. But um, so many people don't care about the skin and I actually always find that really kind of... Um, um, it's the most
1: important thing.
0: Well, well, no, I actually find it quite liberating for them because it's one oh. less thing for them to worry about. Yeah. And I always make sure, you know, if I'm at a party... I don't go around preaching skin yeah. care. Yeah. If someone wants to talk to me about skin, I yeah. will talk all well, night long and I always love it because I don't have yeah. much else to talk about. Yeah. So I love talking about skin but yeah. if someone doesn't open up the door, I yeah. don't talk about it. Yeah. It's the same thing when I go home, I don't talk about skin. I yeah. love it but I do know that there is much more important things yeah. out there than skin. Um, and... I was talking
1: about age because I was was thinking as well because like my nephew he started getting acne at 14 but he was too scared to go anywhere or whatever so I'm thinking so if they're ready at that age they can actually start and go and get their skin looked at and and made better from that age
0: definitely so the thing about that is and this is the same for like people ask me when should I start injectables when should I start laser and I have this philosophy that you don't treat the age, you treat the symptom or the concern. So, you know, we have some clients that look like a 30-year-old and they're 50. Mm -hmm. We have some clients that look like a 50-year-old and they're 30. So everyone's face ages or Mm -hmm. develops issues at different stages in their lives. So rather than having a face full of Botox because you're like, oh, I think, oh, I'm planning on, uh, of course, I'll get wrinkles. Some people don't. Like, I'm very, very lucky. I don't have a wrinkle through here Mm -hmm. and I don't get any Botox through there. but i know a lot of people that are having preventative botox through them they probably don't even need it um and when it comes to the kids we were talking about this just last night is that yes a lot of kids need to be on some exfoliants and some retinols and obviously good cleaning and hygiene and sun protection but they don't do it it's just not high high priority although they don't like the look of their skin and they Mm -hmm. certainly don't want their skin to be scarring later so we often say, um, uh, "Come, get, bring your clients in just for a teen facial. We mm-hmm. do teen facials, so mm-hmm. we see them once a month, we clean their skin out, then they can go home and they can kind of ravage it yeah. and then they come back. That's better than nothing, exactly. you know what I mean? And then yeah. we've just had the conversation with the kids too many times, please do this morning and night and they just don't do no. it. So, you know, you... You've got to adapt to what the kids or what adults or anyone at any age is really doing.
1: That's so true. My son's 26 and he's like, I just use soap because I don't need it, you know. But um,
0: How's his skin?
1: Well, he's actually eating really well at the moment. So his skin is looking really good. But he's got these, like he's, you know, I can see those lines happening because he's not using anything. But anyway, (laughs) that's another story. Um, I was going to ask you. What advice would you give to someone who was starting out on wanting to care for their skin but easily? Because, like, I'm one of those, like, you know, I've, my, my skincare regime is, you know, five different things in the morning and then four at night and, you know, like, I'm intense. But what about someone who just wants something really simple that they're going to stick to?
0: Definitely. Um, it's always very, very easy for me to say this, or I'm biased because I'm, I'm a dermal clinician, but speaking to a professional about your skin and them advising you on what's appropriate, I think is always the best because then you don't need to so many people go and buy this brand and that range and then try that product and they're just disappointed. And quite often then they just decide, off oh, stuff it, I'm not doing any skincare at all. Yeah. So I always think talking to a professional to partner your skin with the right products is great. Um, we actually have a, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but we have an online skincare consulting business. I was going to
1: actually say, like, it'd be really good to know where people can go. Mm.
0: So we have an online skincare consulting service called Dialodermal, mm-hmm. where um, a client pays a redeemable consultation fee. We do a either zoom or facetime chat they send photos they send in all their information beforehand we have a really good chat to them what they've been doing where they want to take their skin and then they have access to our online store and they can shop away and we follow up with them in very much in real time how's it all traveling you know it's it's one thing to sell someone skincare but it's another thing to know that it's working yeah. so that's that, hey. that, correct mm-hmm. um so the follow-up's really important A lot of people don't want to do that. They don't have access to a dermal clinician. So my advice is always start with your basics. I know they're not very sexy, but it's a cleanser, moisturizer and sun cream. And obviously ones that are appropriate to their skin type or skin concerns. And then from there, you partner your skin concerns with serums. Yep. And, and ideally it's a antioxidant serum for during the day and it's some form of exfoliating retinol serum at night time.
1: Yeah, that's not hard. And even because I always say if you're not going to do anything, just use sunblock for goodness sake, Because especially my son.
0: <gasps> yeah, sunblock, yes, but a cleanser too, you know, because yeah. you've got to wash that
1: stuff Get off. Get that stuff off. Yeah. So tell me, can you share your personal skincare routine and the treatments that, you like for yourself mm, of course so i'm a big
0: advocate of cleansing and i do a two minute cleanse morning and night what yeah give it a go give
1: what, what a do you do you use your fingers
0: i do so i'll be honest i didn't know that i cleanse for two minutes mm-hmm. and over lockdown when our business was closed i did a lot of work on social media every morning and every evening for a very long time i did my my routine yeah. live and people could come and do it with me or ask me questions and mm-hmm. people were saying James you cleanse for a very long time. And I was like, do I? And I timed it and it was about two minutes. Now what I love about a two minute cleanse is, well, let me go back. Even the best cleanser in the world, If you're someone that puts it on the skin for 15 seconds, it's not doing anything. It's me. just going down the sink. No. Okay. You need to give even the best cleanser in the world enough time to work its magic on the mm-hmm. skin. Now, by working the cleanser across your skin for two minutes, you're stimulating circulation. You're removing a lymphatic um, buildup. You're stimulating and plumping up the tissues. You're focusing on areas of texture and roughness and concern. Mm-hmm. Um, and the skin just looks really fabulous after mm-hmm. you do that. And it's so receptive. To everything you're going to put on subsequently. Um, I'm not a fan of washcloths, I'm not a fan of cleansing brushes, I'm not a fan of those electric cleansing brushes. A good cleanser, enough time and a pair of hands is all you need. And then from there, I mean, I'm a dermal clinician. I have so much skin care. I'm yeah. obsessed. So I put on my um, uh, Stem Factor Serum by Osmosis, which is my key anti-aging serum. I then complex a vitamin B3, a um, hydrating serum and a vitamin C serum. Do you
1: use different brands and all these. I do,
0: yes, yes, really? yes. Um, so I cocktail all three of them in that. in my hand. Okay. Well, okay. so I'm, my... I
1: must have OCD. No, I
0: no, that's okay. It's just you, you haven't met me yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to say that every brand... Um, can be everything for everyone is just not possible, and yeah. everyone's skin is so very different, and it changes from visit to visit. So we have about 15 different brands, and we cherry pick across them to create you the skincare routine that you need today. Uh-huh. And then when you're sk- when one of those products runs out, we're going to review that. Ideally, your skin's always changing for the better, uh-huh. so you want to take every opportunity that uh, when a serum runs out to replace it either with something that's working extremely well or uh-huh. something that's going to work only better, yeah. um, and. Then then the skin can also change um in the other direction you know we can dry out in winter time our skin can become sensitized we we get ill we travel we fall off the wagon so constantly adapting your skincare to your skin's changing needs i think is really important and that becomes tricky if you're only using the one brand mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. that's true actually because um now that i think about it like i my skin does change like on a constant basis and i'm using the same stuff that i've used for years but i've actually heard a lot of people say you should change it up every so often because your skin likes a bit of change i don't know if that's true but
0: yeah i struggle with that one a bit because the skin's you know it doesn't have a personality it's not saying i'm sick of this it's not saying oh you know i'm i'm bored um you change your skincare as your skin changes that said you can encourage change by changing up skincare, But I think a lot of people just think, I'm going to change up my skin care for the sake of it. If you, The hardest part, of, one of the hardest parts of this industry is finding mm-hmm. the right skin care for you. Yeah. So I always say to people, if you're happy, don't change a thing. Yeah. But if you're not happy, yeah. now's the time
1: to do something. That makes it. so much sense. And tell me, so last question for today. So what do you love the most about being a dermal therapist? So...
0: I, about three years ago, just before the pandemic, um, I got out of the treatment room. I was once upon a time a full-time dermal therapist. I had a small little team. And then we moved to a bigger premises. Remember I told you I had an amazing facial by Maria Vovos. Um, what what was it 11 years later I actually bought her business from her off her which was such a lovely full circle moment so I'm able to uh sort of continue her legacy Mm -hmm. and um we continue to stay in very close touch so when I bought her business it just was very obvious that if I wanted this to succeed Mm -hmm. because it was definitely getting a bigger version of it becoming a bigger version of itself I had to get out of the treatment room Mm -hmm. so I moved from full-time dermal therapist to really Directing a team or leading a team Mm -hmm. and I've really loved that because we're now a team of eight dermal Mm -hmm. clinicians, dermal therapists and dermal clinicians Um, and I'm so proud of them and watching them work is such an honour because they've now sort of superseded me in terms Mm -hmm. of what I used to be able to do. There there are some devices at the clinic that I wouldn't even know how to turn on, right? Um, But I have to admit I was missing it and I also was feeling that I was – Becoming disconnected from my colleagues, mm-hmm. you know, and when you lead a team, you really need to know what you're talking about. So I recently got back in the treatment room about four months ago. I just see new clients only, mm-hmm. and I I missed it so much. Yeah. Connecting with a client, yeah. um, you get this instant satisfaction and gratification from yeah. giving a client what they want. Yeah. And I say in our business, we're actually a customer service business first and foremost. We yeah. just happen to know a thing or two about the skin. It's it's the it's caring for the. For the clients that we just absolutely adore, and giving them an amazing experience, Um, and then also making their skin glow too, just as a as a nice consequence.
1: I love it. I want to come, but I'm unfortunately I'm in Byron Bay. But tell me, so I know. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me. (laughs) So tell me.
0: Tell us where we can find you. So uh, our clinic in Melbourne is called James Vivian. We're in Turak. You can follow us on uh, Instagram at James Vivian. I also have a skincare brand with Adore Beauty. It's called Viviology and you can buy that at Viviology. It's a a great, accessible, low-priced, easy to follow um, but effective cosmeceutical range of skincare.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much for talking with me today. It's been so great and so much fun. Thank
0: you. I loved it too.
1: Lovely. Listen, so if you do want to look James up, it's jamesvivian.com.au. So check him out. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Got a burning question for Trish? Message her on
0: Instagram at transformingbodies or join the 12,000 plus people in the
1: Facebook group Plastic Surgery Support Forum for Aussie Chicks.